I'm actually biracial, so I was raised by a white white mother. Um, my dad is black, but my mom actually raised me not to see race. Real talk, um, a real true story. It wasn't until I was about four or five that I understood the difference between races. Lord, I need some clarity. Peace, love, and prosperity. With the fame comes popularity. Evil ones that breed jealousy. Lord, I need some clarity. WFSU Public Media is exploring race in Tallahassee with our podcast, Not So Black and White, A Community's Divided History. We're investigating the barriers that lead to continued segregation where we live, learn, work, and worship. I'm Gina Jordan. We held a town hall session last October with listeners who wanted to further discuss the issues surrounding Tallahassee's racial divide. Here's audience member Bill Lohman. What we are struggling with is something that's very ugly, something that uh, people are uncomfortable talking about, and there may not be a polite Southern way to talk about it. Um, And I'm talking about not just European Americans or white Americans, but African Americans also have some very, very uncomfortable conversations we have to have. And... um, I'm glad you're getting started. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. What happens when you're too black or brown for some spaces and not black or brown enough for others? Brian Forbing told us about that during the 2022 Soul of Southside Festival in Tallahassee. Because I went to predominantly black schools, and honestly, because we focused a lot on racial history and uh, what it meant to be a slave and who owned you as a slave. I got a lot of flack from that because my mom was white. And so I actually was a victim of getting uh, uh, beat up and bullied because my mom was white. And I, I look back on it and say that it's just because we didn't have open-ended conversations from both ends of the, of, of the spectrum. I'm stuck between the middle of a uh, rock and a hard place, you know. And I honestly, growing up through the different education sectors in Tallahassee, um, I learned that I wasn't black enough, nor was I white enough, so I was almost not accepting the English society. Forbing graduated from Rickards High School in 2003. The school on Tallahassee's south side has had an international baccalaureate, or IB, program since 1994. So a lot of people try to make Rickards one-dimensional, but it is multifaceted, and it's always been multifaceted. It's always been multicultural. Um, Rickards did a wonderful job of preparing us for the future. Uh, it's looked at as, as the, the dark school, but I'd like to equate it as you find diamonds in, in the darkness. You find gold in the darkness. Every gem, every precious stone, every precious metal is found in the darkness. So if you guys want to keep us in the dark, it's fine. We'll illuminate the light. The color of my skin make them hate. Yeah. Yeah. It's rude. so many shades of the spectrum. So who decides what is Black? There's so many shades in between of belonging within Black, belonging within White. I'm Rachel Bassan Porter. I am the co-chair of the Soul of Southside History and Culture Committee, and I am the director of research and programming at the Historic Capital Museum. 
Porter was also part of Leadership Tallahassee Class 38. She has her own unique take on spaces that are too black or brown or not enough. My family is a real mix. So my mother is Native American. Uh, we are Cherokee Nation. She grew up in Oklahoma, which is where she met my, my dad. My father is American, second generation, um, but his family is Jewish and emigrated from Eastern Europe and parts of what are, are now Russia and Ukraine. So, you know, racial identity to me has been very complicated for a number of reasons. I have white skin, which leads many people to understand my identity is, is as white, but I think there's a lot to unpack in that. Full disclosure here, Porter was in episode one of our Not So Black and White podcast. And in the original version of that, we too described her as white. And she called us out on it. But she says she gets it. It's complicated. Especially when, despite her appearance, Porter says she's never considered herself to be white. I recognize I have white skin privilege. But I also have white skin um, disadvantage. When you are one thing, but you don't fit uh, in the way that everybody perceives you, it puts you as an outsider. I'm very desensitized to uh, not fitting in. You know those little boxes we were asked to check in school and we sometimes see on job applications or surveys? Porter says there is no box to check that neatly describes her or many other residents of the melting pot that is America. Oftentimes, the answer is simply other. My identity is no more important than anybody else's. It is important, though. Stereotypes are violent, and they can destroy our understanding of one another. It is complicated to step in and say, before I've even met you, this is what I know of you. You know, that's where implicit bias comes from. You know, we have those thoughts in our mind of, oh, They're wearing a white coat. They're a doctor. They must be trustworthy. And when we talk about the South Side, I can say the South Side and people will come up with all kinds of thoughts of what that means. Those are complicated assumptions. I was laughed at, forgotten. I made it to the top from the bottom. Have you felt like you are too black or brown for some spaces and not enough for others? What kind of stereotypes have you faced because of your skin color? Tweet us at WFSU News and find us on Instagram and Facebook at WFSU Public Media. This is the podcast Not So Black and White, a community's divided history. I'm Gina Jordan. Celebrate that we